Hello, and welcome to the Sisters in the Spirit podcast. My name is Sarah St. Clair, and I'm so delighted that you have joined me. I've been married now for 19 years to my husband, Tim, and together we have six beautiful daughters. My prayer for this podcast is that it would be a ray of hope for your week. I'm excited to connect with you around the life-giving truths that we find in God's Word. I also hope to encourage you through my own life experiences and chat with many women like yourself who have walked through seasons of suffering and yet remain strong in their faith. Sister, you are not alone. You are precious to the Heavenly Father. Let's grow together as we seek to know Christ and worship Him in every area of our life. Alrighty, here we go. Hi everyone. My name is Sarah St. Clair and you are listening to the very first episode of Sisters in the Spirit. I decided to launch this podcast um, just with a burden to create a place for women to connect and to find encouragement and hope um, for facing the stuff that we face in life. Um, It's not easy, but I feel like we all like to put on a face that we're fine, that everything's good, and I've got it under control, Um, and yet most of the time we don't. So this is a place that I just wanted to create um, safety for us to just be really vulnerable and honest. Um, So in saying that is definitely um, with a little nerves that I start this first episode and um, kind of have to set the precedent, right, with um, just sharing from my own life and uh, probably not really going to edit this a whole lot. And so please don't count how many times I say, um, cause it will probably be a lot. My mind is racing a mile a minute and, um, just wanting to make sure I say the right things and all that, but you know, it's going to be what it is. So let me just jump in and introduce myself. I've been married to my husband, Tim, for 19 years actually celebrating 20 years in May. Cannot believe that. Um, We have six daughters. Yes, you heard that right. Six girls. Um, I prayed for a sister growing up. I had four brothers and loved them dearly, but always wanted a sister and prayed and prayed for one. So I blame the fact that I have six daughters on all of those prayers. Um, But that's another reason why 
I came up with the name Sisters in the Spirit for this podcast um, because it really is my heart to have a sister relationship with all of you. Um, Always just wanted a sister to share a room with, fight with, sit on the bed and chat into late night hours uh, together with. And so this is that place that I would love to hear from you and um, just start a conversation about life and the ups and downs um, that we face. So anyway, uh, we, me and my husband met in Michigan when I was 15. We both were 15 and um, married and lived there in Michigan for um, a number of years. But when our third daughter was born, we both hated snow and cold. So Michigan wasn't really for us. So we took our tax return that year and packed up our little family of three daughters and moved down here to the beautiful Greenville, South Carolina. Absolutely love this city and uh, the location is like an hour and we can be in the mountains or a couple hours and we're at the beach. So the weather is much more mild compared to Michigan and we have really enjoyed raising our family here the past 13 years now. Um, My husband is involved in theater, musical theater, and has directed in community theaters um, and taught at uh, fine art schools since we've lived here in South Carolina. Um, And I am a dance instructor. Love ballet has been my passion since I was little. Since I can remember, I've danced or choreographed stuff to music and have now really enjoyed having that as my part-time job um, amidst raising my girls and also homeschool them. So I know I'm crazy, but um, I really actually love teaching, and so the thought of letting someone else teach my kids how to read and um, discover all the things about the world, I wanted to be the one to do that. So um, I've kept them home and done the homeschool thing and really find that very fulfilling as well. Um, our oldest daughter is getting ready to graduate in June this year. So can't believe we're to that point where we're graduating one of our kids and feel like that's a pretty huge milestone. Uh, really excited about that for her though. Um, so let's see. Yeah, so we've been living here in South Carolina and my life just 
revolves around the taking care of the house, maintaining the meals and the laundry. And you can imagine with six girls, the laundry is just multiplied by a crazy amount because you have to have all the accessories and outfit changes and whatnot. But um, I recently started a business, small business called Twice Upon a Tutu to sell um, secondhand dancewear. It just really fit into our life with living at the dance studio. I teach um, part-time there and the girls all take classes. So as they were growing out of all their dance wear super quickly, um, I got tired of running around trying to find just the right thing at all the thrift stores in town and decided somebody ought to start um, collecting all the outgrown dancewear into one location. And so I seized the opportunity and launched that business back in August and have really been um, having a good time with that, helping other moms uh, save some money on dancewear and uh, earning some extra money for our family through that. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Um, I'm sitting here in our cozy living room in my giant Winnie the Pooh sweatshirt. So Winnie the Pooh is one of my absolute favorites. Um, I like drinking coffee, taking long walks out in nature, um, and having long talks with friends. So I figured why not start a podcast where I can do that um, on a regular basis. Um, all right, so I wanted to share a little bit about my uh, life verse is Philippians 3.10. And it says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable to his death. I want to read that in another translation that I have because I really like the way it reads out of my NLT It says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. And then verse 11 says, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. So I feel like a lot of us can um, get really excited about that first part of the verse and um, you know we want to know Christ more intimately and um, and we want to experience the power um, 
the same power that raised him from the dead. We want to experience that in our lives. But I feel like the key to knowing him and experiencing him is found in the second part of that verse, and that's knowing him in his suffering. And so as much as I want this podcast to bring hope and encouragement, I feel like in that we also have to face the fact that life is full of suffering um, because of the fall and because of sin in the world. We live in a broken world. It isn't perfect and bad things happen. Um, Pain happens. Uh, Devastating situations happen. And we can, you know, be afraid and live in fear of that. Or we can embrace the fact that suffering is a way of life and In God's sovereignty and beauty, um, his grace allows that suffering to mold us more into Christ's image. And that's what a disciple is, is wanting to be more like him. Um, So often I'm hoping on this podcast to interview really special friends Um, who have walked those valleys um, and yeah I've seen them anointed with special grace um, to face those things you know as I sat and contemplated um, who I could talk with about it like the list just kept growing longer and longer um So I have friends who have lost children, um, friends who have dealt with multiple miscarriages and the pain associated with that, Um, friends that have lost parents at a young stage of life um, when you feel like you should have your parents around for all those big life events and when you have to say goodbye to them um, so soon. It's just devastating. Um, Friends who have lost spouses or been diagnosed with cancer um, and... The list just goes on and on. Um, Friends whose children have committed suicide. um, And my heart just breaks for them. Um, And yeah, I've watched them from a distance. um, Hold tight to their faith. Not in a way of like, it was easy. Because you could tell that it was definitely hard and yet they chose to to stay the course and to trust God even in that situation. So 
I want to pick their brains a little bit and um, allow you in on the conversation of how did you learn to trust God amidst the pain and amidst the suffering and allow God to make, make you more like Christ through that. Um, <clears throat> so I'm really excited about that. Um, looking forward very much to those conversations. Uh, but of course, when you put yourself out there and want to start engaging in the topic of suffering, uh, the Lord has chosen to give me a lesson, well, I would say 101, except that I feel like I've had plenty lessons in suffering, but um, this past year has been especially hard for me and my family, um, and I'm just going to be as candid as I can about it. I um, had actually scripted this section out because... I thought it would be easier just to read it, but um, as I was trying to record it by reading my script, it just sounded so, like, fake, you know, uh, so from a distance, and that's not how I want this podcast to be, so I'm just going to share it in my own thoughts here um, and cover the cover the story so what I was hoping when I started praying and realizing that God was really giving me this vision of doing this podcast and that he really wanted it to become a reality and that um, it was going to, you know, launch soon. I had this vision in my mind that all of these things I was praying for and believing him, that all of those things were going to be answered and come to a completion, like that I'd be through those the waiting game that I felt like I'd been waiting on. So we rent a little townhouse and um, I've been hoping, you know, over the past year, year and a half, is this the last six months that I need to live in this tiny 1,000 square foot townhouse with eight people? And so I've just been praying fervently and believing God for provision that we could move into a house. Um, and over the summer, it looked like we might be having that happen. Um, had come across a beautiful house that might be available 
um, to work out for us to lease to own um, and sometime in near the end of July I think that totally fell through and so I went through just a real grieving uh, season over that house and letting go of the dreams that I had for that house and um, and then coming to the realization that I had put my own little parameters around my contentment and obedience and um, with God, you know, like, okay, God, I'll be happy and content in the little house until the lease here was um, supposed to be up July 31st. And so that was like my target, you know, by July 31st, I know he's going to provide something because I'm going crazy. And um, that wasn't his plan. Um, But I see, I see his care and graciousness in it now. Um, Because in um, October, the Lord um, made it very clear that my husband's um, job needed to change. And um, he had been working very hard for five years to grow a theater program and... um, but it was time for us to move on to a different different place, a different season. It had really taken its toll on him um, just because it was low-staffed and um, the program had grown so much, but the staff situation had not. And um, financially, it also wasn't working out to sustain our family. And so there was just a lot of things that played into the decision um, for him to resign from that job. And um, But we didn't just see it as a job. Like for our family, it was um, our ministry. It was our community. We loved the people that we worked with at the theater. And I did costumes and... Um, a number of times for many of the shows um, helped with makeup and hair and um, dance technique dance warm-ups all of our kids had been in multiple shows there and just made friends and you know it was our place and so having to let go of that and the dream that we had of that becoming like our forever place was I mean it was devastating for quite a while um and I still have days where I'm just like really sad about it and I know God has plans for us and um we are seeing some 
glimpses of what that's going to look like in the future, but um, all the pieces of the puzzle uh, have not fallen into place quite yet with all of that. So my plan starting the podcast in January, I thought for sure life would be just clicking along and we'd be moved to a bigger house. We'd have um, a raise at the job or something, you know, amazing like that. And God was just like, um, that's not exactly what I have in mind. Um, and so just learning again to surrender my plan, um, to trust his timing. But, you know, if we had moved to that big house and had that financial burden, um, the decision to resign, like, would have been 100% more stressful. So I see now, like, God had a reason and a purpose behind all of it. And, um, and just experiencing, I guess, my life verse again. I'm like, why did I pick this as my life verse? A verse about suffering. But it's because my heart really, truly longs for that first part that I may know him. And as a young girl, you know, 15, 16, 17, like it truly was what my heart cry was. I want to know him. And so in order to know him, we have to embrace the suffering. And these past six months, I've really seen that once again to be so true is that as all of my plans and dreams were being just taken away and doors being shut and things not working out, um, it's all I'm left with is him and yet realizing that he is enough and you can say it and it can be so cliche but when the rubber meets the road and all of a sudden like truly all you have is him you realize the deep truth that is in that saying that he is enough He's enough even when there isn't money in the bank. He's enough when the house is, you know, hard to keep picked up and organized because you have a bunch of people living in a small space. Um, he's enough when your husband's job changes and the identity that was wrapped up in that is taken away. Um, and so, yeah, I thought that I'd be making this podcast looking in the rearview mirror at all of these big mountains that I thought, um, he was just going to move and 
transplant me to greener pastures. Um, and yet what I found is as I speak to the mountains, those challenges and things, um, instead of focusing on the circumstance and wanting the circumstances to change, turning my eyes upward and just gazing at Jesus. That is where the mountain just shrinks because our God is so big. And so we can handle our circumstances. And that's what makes the mountain move. It's a shifting in our heart, not necessarily our circumstance. I'm really glad I put a box of tissues next to me. I knew I was going to need that. So, friend, sister in Christ, I just want you to know that you're not alone. I know some of you have just lost a baby. I know some of you this past year buried the love of your life. I know some of you have had horrible diagnoses, either for you, for your child, for your spouse, for a parent. Um, and I just want you to know that I feel you. I feel your pain and that I want to be here for you. So send me an email. Um, reach out to me on Instagram. You can find me at raising underscore rubies times six. Um, based on the verse from Proverbs 31. 10 that says who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies and that is my goal um, with raising my daughters I want them to each be a shining ruby of virtue for the Lord um, so that's a little bit of my testimony and where my life is at the moment and so, um, I'm not encouraging you from the mountaintop necessarily. Um, I'm encouraging you from the valley. Um, and yet Jesus is with us in the valley and we're going to do this messy together and, we can cry together, we can be mad together, um, and yet we can find hope together because in Christ there is hope because through the suffering we do tap into the power that raised Christ from the dead and so that power is our source of strength 
to face whatever we're facing. So I'm so excited to continue this conversation. Um, Next week's episode, I want to share another beautiful passage um, that just has spoken to me all growing up and um, just remind you how much you're loved and that your identity is not wrapped up in what the mirror says or what the world says, what social media says. But if you look in the mirror of scripture, it says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made from Psalm 139. So um, I'm going to share some thoughts and um, testimony from Psalm 139 next episode. And can't wait to meet you here again next week. Um, In the meantime, if you would give a rating for this podcast, it only takes a second just to click on the five-star rating. Um, It will help to jumpstart the um, excitement and uh, noticeability of this podcast on the different platforms Also, if you write a review, you will be entered to win a Starbucks gift card because we know every woman needs her coffee. So, um, and if you're a tea person, I think they have tea too, right? So, um, leave a review. Um, It would be super encouraging for me as I begin um, this journey just being able to see and hear um, what you think of the podcast and how it is hopefully blessing you. So, all right, sister, I will let you go for now, but I can't wait to meet back up next week and chat some more. In the meantime, remember that you are not alone and you are dearly loved. Bye-bye for now.